Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mornings with Melissa, um, a podcast dedicated to empowering your modern woman. Um, today I'm joined by Naya, and Naya is the founder of Compact Cane, and she's also a dear friend of mine um, from university. Um, hey Naya, <laughs> how are you? I'm okay, yeah, um, Do you want to start by introducing yourself and what you do? Yeah, okay, so... As Lucy said, I'm Maya. I I'm a mechanical design engineer. Um, I graduated from Bath in 2018. I'm now a found, the founder of Compact Cane, which is a digital, discreet, new mobility like a white cane for mm-hmm. blind and visually impaired people. Um, that was like a funny project with uni, and I basically got a few opportunities from uni, mm-hmm. and now I'm kind of in London for me to build the business, uh, build the product, and try and make an impact, positive impact. So um, that's what I do. But other than that, um, yeah, I'm a, I love food, I love eating, <laughs> I love hanging out with friends, um, love the music, and yeah. just chilling, I guess, like, keeping easy. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I remember we met through church, mm-hmm. um, and I remember we connected over your food blog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you still do that? <laughs> no, I actually, because um, of the business, um, what I'm doing now, I have Lot of time, so yeah, we it's so good. You definitely still yeah, continue doing yeah, your work. Yeah, totally forgot. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of fun, like, creating dishes and like yeah. sharing with people. So, I remember we connected over that <laughs> um, in my love of hummus. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so do you want to, I guess, start by explaining how your almost your business grew? Because I remember being at university and you like graduated, so you're you were like a year ahead of me so you graduated mm-hmm. and you were on like that year in Bath like how did everything sort of grow and develop because you're back in, in Bath yeah so yeah. um as I was saying like so I was doing my final year project mm-hmm. in mechanical engineering with design and um essentially in your final year you get to do FYP final year project either you get to do analysis or you get to design something and from when I was young like teenager I knew I wanted to be a designer product designer mm-hmm. An inventor. So when the opportunity came, I was like, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. And was, how like young were you when you sort of knew that? Or um, oh well, actually, there's a video of me where I'm like, not far of one, and I'm in my yeah, wow, not, really? in my front room, uh, oh. and I'm taking apart a yeah. remote control, yeah. and like I took out I, t- I take out the batteries and I put them back oh, in. And my I think my dad is convinced like yeah, really? the remote worked afterwards as well. Oh. And my parents always tell me when they're driving around, I'd always ask, like, oh, is that airplane? Is that yeah. a bridge? Yeah, so you're always, I guess, very curious. Yeah, very child. curious, yeah. very technically yeah. minded as well. And I knew I wanted to be, like, technical or creative. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was really when I was a teenager. So yeah. went at school doing resistive technology, I mean, yeah. resistive materials and DT. I loved yeah. that. And it was from there when I was like, yes, this is what I want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. you sort of started on a course in Bath, which was... Um, it's called Mechanical Engineering with yeah. Advanced Design and Innovation. Yeah. So yeah. kind of like product design with an engineering yeah. foundation, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then your final year, that sort of was almost like the stepping stone to your business now, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so yeah. In, um, in the final year, the brief was from my supervisor was to improve the white game, so see mm-hmm. where there's opportunity to put technology yes. and, and modernize it yeah. and um i was like yeah great opportunity and also mm-hmm. um i was i just finished doing a work placement and that work placement really inspired me to do something mm-hmm. more socially impactful more meaningful yeah 
Um, and so when the opportunity came, I was like, yeah, this is somewhere I could feel I can really add, add value and really help people and have more impact. So yeah, I got that brief and then I really was um, driven. I wanted to go and speak to people and hear mm -hmm. their stories, yeah. hear what life is like as a visually impaired person, what it's like to use a white cane. And it was then really getting to know people living on speak living online. Up was YouTube. there sort of very much a need for for something like what you're designing now? There was the, there's a need for a solution. So the, the problem is um, kind of like the social and psychological. Um, so when you're using a white cane, it's uh, you have what's the word? Sorry, it, it's like a social, social and psychological let's say issue or kind of. I guess it's something that on. other people see and they're like, oh, this person you know, has, yeah. has an issue, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, and it's a stigma around that. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that that's like the, some part, yeah, so that's part of the problem. The other mm -hmm. part is sort of talking about self-confidence. Um, yeah, yeah. And also like where you are in your sight loss journey, like have you just lost your sight? Because mm. losing your sight is really traumatic, it's life-changing, and you're going from yeah. a way you've lived before to a completely new completely way, new a way. new identity, actually. And so um, the white cane can be, is and can be a symbol for a lot of people. And it was really until I met um, one person, like a student maybe, yeah. and I got to know her and it was over a coffee where I was showing her yeah, some ideas yeah. that at the time yeah. were like, they weren't necessarily great, but I was just yeah. like, I need some feedback. And then she was saying, oh, she was nervous for going to go into for a job interview. Mm. Um, and so I encouraged her to bring her white cane. She's severely visually impaired. Um, and I was like, you should bring it because it will help build your confidence as you're going. And you can tell other, it's a way to tell other people you're visually impressed so you can get yeah. help. Yeah. But she said like, straight up, she's not bringing her cane. And I was a bit confused, I don't know why. And she's saying, as soon as I walk into the job interview with it, yeah. she feared that like the interviewer would see that and yeah. like an unconscious yeah. bias, see that and think she was less competent or less yeah. able to do the role. And it wasn't yeah. a good reflection of her identity. Yeah. And it was really then when it really hit me, it really moved me, and yeah. I realised that if that was me, like imagine if I lost my. I sight, guess you've got to reverse it around. Like, how would I feel? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that was that's like a lot of the journey of like how would I feel yeah. if that was me? And I know that if I became visually impaired, which visual impairment can actually happen to anyone, but um, mm -hmm. if I become visually impaired, like I know that process of losing sight is like a bereavement. You're losing yeah. someone or some yeah. part of you. And if the cane is like this big symbol of acceptance and it's a symbol of disability, I know I I know I'd struggle with it. Yeah, so yeah. the solution of the solution of compact cane is yeah. essentially a white cane that doesn't look like a white cane. Yeah. So it's like a discreet white cane. So I, I always say, <laughs> if you've ever like played a Wii, the Wii, you have a Wii yeah, remote yeah. and a Wii nunchuck. <laughs> it's like a Wii nunchuck without the without the yeah. wire and without the joystick. In so its how does it work in that it doesn't? You know, it uses ultrasound. Ultrasound, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, how can you explain a little bit about how that works? Yeah. Like how how does it sort of stop people from you know, I guess the ultrasounds detecting. Delay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so the way a white cane works is literally a stick, and people are able to use it. They essentially like kind of scan or like sweep it across the floor, and as you're doing that, you get information about what objects are around. So as you kind of back, um, touch an object, you're able to mm -hmm. tell by the sound, okay, it's metal, or it's a person's yes. foot, maybe, um, and it's this location in comparison yeah. to me. Um, and the way that compact game works is it uses ultrasound, so, mm -hmm. sorry, we've got an ultrasonic sensor at the front, and essentially it sends out a sound wave, and depending on how quickly the sound wave, wave come back, you can calculate what distance yeah. that is. It's called time of flight, 
Yeah. And essentially, um, when you have that sensor, so my product is essentially asking all the time, what is the closest obstacle yeah. to me? Yeah. And the sensor will tell you, okay, it's 50 centimetres old, now it's, now it's one metre, now it's I know, two metres. And so we take that information and we yeah. turn that into like a vibration again. So, so it's within the hand. Yeah, all within feel the hand. that sort of like, almost like, you know, when you reverse car. <laughs> yeah, that's you it. You know, that it's kind like of, a sensor, basically. Kind of like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, so um, literally very similar, like a father sensor. So if something's yeah. close, it's a high, high intensity and high frequency yeah. vibration. Further away, it's a low intensity yeah. and more intermittent, like, like pulsing. And then if, it, if there's nothing in the range, in the range at the moment is about the length of a white pain, then you don't feel okay. anything. Mm -hmm. So the point is, like, as you scan around, you start creating, like, a mental map of what your surroundings oh, feel like. Right. So if you feel less vibration, it means, okay, there's actually a gap here. And if I move it and it feels more intense, okay, there's something that's close to me. Mm -hmm. It's real time as well, so if someone walked past, you'd be able to feel no that. And yeah. um, be able to react as soon as you can. And so um, it's been it's been great so far in terms of feedback. Uh, yeah. People really like the concept, and they really understand the language as well quite quickly, yeah. Yeah. and they're, they're able to explore. I think it's a, a well. great concept. I don't know how it's not yes, been yeah. done before. If you like, it makes so much sense when you think about it. Yeah. Like when you're explaining it, and it's like, why hasn't this been done before? And it's yeah, great it that you've sort of like gone ahead and like done it, and yeah. you've sort of you know you sound very like passionate about social change and you know where would you say that sort of passion started I guess um it's a good question I, I think um so as, as I was saying before I was working at a design consultancy of my so the, my degree was five years four years studying and one year out in placement mm. and my placement year worked for a design consultancy really good stuff I learned a lot of things mm. But what I found was I was getting lost in the process and yeah. I wasn't seeing the impact that I was making. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know whether my product, the product I was working on was good and positive impact or whether it was a negative impact. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit worrying. And actually towards the end of my placement, actually on my, on my 21st birthday, uh, my uncle passed away from brain cancer. Wow. And that was that was really hard. And I remember going back yeah. to work and I started to question a lot. I used to, yeah. I started to question, well, What's the meaning of life? Why am I here? Yeah. Is what I'm doing meaningful? And I kind of evaluated the stuff I was working on wasn't yeah. very meaningful. Yeah. And so it's really from there that I had a drive that actually I want to do something mm. more impactful with my work because if I go tomorrow, would I be happy with what I'd be doing? Yeah. But I know what I've actually done in other people's lives. Yeah. I want to leave a legacy um, and do positive work. Yeah. And so it's kind of from there. And then thankfully, actually, from that placement, I was sponsored. So um, yeah, because I was going to ask about that. You had a lot of sort of. I guess people who were alumni sponsor you is that right? And you did you win like prizes and things like that? Or um, so were you sort of able to financially sort of sustain yourself? Oh, we on oh, what the um, compact came. Yeah. Oh well, well and in Bath as well because I remember you were helping them. Oh yeah, so that's that's a little bit later. So yeah, essentially, um, with so um, with my work placement, they they mm -hmm. spawn. They sponsored me, and what that meant was they gave me money um, to stay, to kind of incentivize me to stay for a graduate role. I so I used that, but in the end, I had to give it back because I, I'm not there anymore. Yeah. But um, what that meant was I returned again for the following summer, um, and I worked for them for the summer then, and that was just before I started Compact Game. And then when I did Compact Game, the university, through this award, um, gave me money that I was able to work on it. But um, whilst at the design consultancy, it was in the summer when I when I had a project with mm. went into a care home actually, yeah. 
and we had an idea and we, we sat down and we were literally like tell us your problems tell us your problems and we just yeah. want to see if we can come and help you and they were kind of blown away with the fact that we were just sitting there and asking Amazing. them what things yeah, yeah I could are imagine wrong. that you must have got a lot of like very interesting sort of topics yeah to be like this is actually real and like exactly yeah. something needs to be done about this exactly yeah and it, it was really there but my eyes were open like oh man like a lot of people have problems and a lot of people want solutions and I thought in its simplest form, like actually, I just want to be a problem solver. Like, there's a lot of people yeah. who have problems. Maybe so ideas that go through my mind were like maybe I can create a consultancy for everyday people mm-hmm. to just solve everyday problems. But what it turned into was when that opportunity for combat came came up at uni, I was like, actually, yeah, let me do, yeah. let me pursue this. At that time, I didn't know what it would turn into, but I thought yeah. as a final year project, let me do my best and act it as if it's going to become something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it, look yeah. where you are now. You yeah, know? so it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, like I said, we sort of know each other from church and things. And as a woman of God, sort mm. of, how would you say that you know that your faith has impacted your business and yeah, mm. driven you in your business? Yeah. Well, um, so I think being a woman of God means that I, I believe that this is something that God's given me. I believe that these ideas are God given. There's often things that mm. I'm now executing I'm like, yeah, that's definitely an idea for people. I wouldn't mm. have thought about that. Yeah. And he's just put me in the right place at the right time, put me around the right people. Yeah. And just as I'm walking and talking with him as I'm doing my business, I just see him in everything. I see mm. his hands and the fact that he's a provider and he loves the detail, honestly, and he loves yeah. um and he's just there and he's faithful. Mm. Um in terms of how it's changed how I run my business. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really, um, I, God, Jesus came to bring his kingdom, God's kingdom on mm-hmm. earth. And so it's like what I call kingdom values, which is yeah. like, um, if you want to be a leader, you're actually a servant. Yeah. Um, talking yeah, about how you love people totally. and like how everyone, everyone matters, everyone's opinion matters, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And so it's those sort of values and especially being in the business world where it's about profit, Yes. Like for me, yeah. it's actually and I try and keep <laughs> and money, yeah. Money, yeah. For me, I'm, I'm trying to keep the person at the center. So even when I was doing, do my you finance, sort of find there's a conflict though sometimes? Yeah. You know, because there's, you know, I always believe that there's an earthly way of doing things and a godly way of doing things. Like mm-hmm. you say, and I feel like the earth always imposes things like money, yeah. fame, you know, all these things. But then God's way is always like on the reverse, like you say, like being a servant, and it's sort of like, how mm-hmm. do I? do things and be popular <laughs> like mm. and grow my business but also stay really true to like yeah. who I am <laughs> yeah that is yeah. that is an ongoing battle mm. um I'm continuing to walk in I think as I'm walking God's really mm. just teaching me and showing me like what that means um being surrounded by community like my family and friends mm. who support me I think it is it can be hard because when talking to for example investors mm. investors care about money at the end of the day I mean that's why mm in part where they invest in your company yeah. and so sometimes there can be pressure on like okay when are you going to turn over yes, x amount yeah. and, z. and so there's pressure for sure mm. but um, I, I guess I'm still on my journey and understanding how to deal with it at the moment mm. I'm just always taking time and rest is a real important, important thing for me instead of like taking on the stress from other people mm. and being like oh I need to do things it's like actually no I'm going to rest in God yeah. and allow God yeah. to provide because even if I so not having FOMO which is like fear of missing out yeah. like actually <laughs> things are going to happen at the right time I can trust yeah, God so but in doing that um understanding that actually I want to do things God's way like even if I miss out on a huge investment mm-hmm. um 
it doesn't like I want to make sure that I'm being aligned with what God has called me to do and I want because yeah. investment is at the end of the day the investor is a person and you've got to re- align with them and what yeah. we believe and so if it's not if they don't care as much about the, mm-hmm. the impact and the person I don't really want to work with them really mm-hmm. that's the end of it but um thankfully being there are things called tech for good which is um creating company uh, for-profit companies that do good things with good things. technologies which yeah. is I guess what I'm now classified as yeah. so people there are people in the space that understand and investors that understand as well mm-hmm. but I suppose being a Christian it just means that as I'm going through um being really clear with what I stand for which is mm-hmm. hard because it then means um like being open with what you believe yeah. and being honest about that I'm, I'm a Christian and this is what I believe yeah. which I mean, me personally. Are you I, sort of open with that? With yeah, I've got to say, I'm I'm yeah. I'm generally not in the sense that I wouldn't in a random conversation say, "Oh, yes, I'm a Christian." Yeah, yeah. Um, I have opened up to it's in it's in moments. So there's one person that I've mm. been got gotten to know over the last few months, mm. and it's a process program I just finished, mm. and we hung out a lot, and um, I bumped into a church friend a few times, mm. and I explained, "Oh, yeah, she goes to my church," and then the conversation naturally came up. And she was like, oh, actually, I used to go to church. And then we started to talk about that. Yeah. And I was encouraging her. And then so now she knows that I'm a Christian. And I was sharing about, a little bit about what, yeah. what, yeah. what I believe in and stuff yeah. like that. And so yeah. I'm a person where if it comes up naturally, I yeah. feel a lot more comfortable. But yeah. I want to be a lot more open and clear about it because it's a huge part of my identity. My identity. Yeah. But I'm always, I'm, I'm always... I guess it, is, it can be sort of like a little bit... No, I don't know, off-putting, but, like, I mm. guess you can, I don't know, I think there is sometimes a right time. Um, yeah. And, like, you don't want to put people off equally. You want to sort of, there is, like, right moments I think God sets out for you to share things mm. at the right moments. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, from knowing you at university, I know you have, you know, quite an amazing story and walk with God. Like, God has just been so good to you in your life and you've just seen so much of like what god has like done in your life can you like just sort of share how you sort of came to know god um mm. yeah and maybe some of the miracles or like yeah just some quick enlighten me with some of the crazy things <laughs> Whoa, like, see, you just said something like god god is so good like yeah, yeah just thinking about my life and from reflection i just see how good god is but um I guess my background is I was brought up. Mm. My parents were Christians, um, so mm. I was churched. Meaning, like I, I went to church for wow. quite a long time, and I, yeah. I understood who God was and who Jesus mm. was. Mm. Um, Did you find like growing up in church, you resented church, or mm. was it? I think it was sometimes boring. Yeah, it was sometimes yeah. boring. I was like, I'm just going with my parents, mm. and. Um, there was a point when I turned 16, I think as my teenage years, um, there was a point when I was 16 and they were like, you don't have to come with us anymore. Mm. But I think I still chose generally to go. Yeah. And it was really because of like my own testimony. I was like, actually, I'm kind of clinging mm. on to God. Um, because like in our house, so mm. I was brought up in a, in a, I say a Christian home, but um, things were quite dysfunctional actually. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my brother was, or my, all of us, but my brother in particular was mm. going through a lot of stuff at school. Mm. And so he was involved in like gang culture and knife crime. Mm. So our household was always, um, what's the word, um, just unsettled, um, unpredictable. Things could fire up at any moment. We didn't, sometimes we didn't know where, where my brother was. 
and so that kind of um, damaged the relationships with, between yeah. all of us in yeah. a sense and um, so I have one brother like, he's older than me and I'm yeah. younger and I think because of it and because I wasn't mm. involved in that really I was kind of the bystander mm. um, it was very, very much between him and my parents mm. I often felt a little bit isolated so yeah. I got used to like being on my own and um, even at school like I know people but I always felt odd yeah. and off on my own so feeling quite lost from a young age so I was looking for something yeah. and I think in my identity I didn't really know who, who really I was yeah. um, from a young age unfortunately um, I was showing like pornography yeah. and that really just damaged me and really changed my perception on life yeah. and so I really struggled with that from that was like I was quite young I think I was like 10 yeah. until yeah. until about 17 I think mm. and so mm. That kind of led me down into a spiral of despair, mm. um, hopelessness. Mm. I know I had suicidal moments like quite frequently, mm. and that didn't help with like what I was listening to, people that yeah. I was surrounded with. They were good people, but the sort of things they were talking about weren't yeah. edifying, and the way they sometimes spoke to me, mm. um, it wasn't encouraging. Is mm. so I just got really lost, mm. and I think in in that going on in my own self, and not many people knowing what was going on, and then with my brother in the house, and the fact that my yeah. friends didn't really know what was going on. I felt quite disconnected that I didn't really have friends. I had family friends, sure, yeah. but no one really knew me, I guess. Yeah. And so through that, I really felt God knew me. Like, yeah. there were moments where I understood and felt like God saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I'd be in my bed and I'd hear my parents and my brother, like, fighting or arguing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be on my own, I'd be crying, but I felt actually God is with me. Mm-hmm. Even, even, was, even if it wasn't that specific thought as a young mm-hmm. person, as a young yeah. teenager, because I thought that I'm not, I'm not all alone. Like I feel like someone's yeah. with me, and so I think being put in that situation, God really showed Himself to me quite early. So mm-hmm. I felt I had faith, like confidence mm-hmm. in Him that He was here and He's not leaving me anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that because it's totally changed my life and where mm-hmm. I am now. Like when I think as much as like how much hardships I've experienced. And how much things I wish I didn't experience, I didn't see. Mm. Like all of that is, is God's just turned into um, faith and confidence and just having been expecting as to what he can mm. do. And so, like, an example is seeing, like, my brother, like, um, he, um, one, so one of the things that really impacted us as a family is my brother one day, he, um, he went out when he wasn't meant to go out, really. Yeah. And um, he was involved in, in fact, no, he was involved in knife crime mm-hmm. and he was selling drugs X, Y, Z. We didn't pop, we know half of this stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. And then um, he started to get his life together. Mm-hmm. And then one day he was at home and we were playing a game and he was like, I'm going to go out. So mm-hmm. he went out and then later on that night we got a phone call and it was like, oh, my brother's been stabbed seven times. And he's like in the ambulance, on the way to the ambulance, um, on the yeah. way to the hospital. Yeah. So we all got ready. I think our, my parents went ahead and I was with yeah. my auntie. Yeah. She took me there. And I remember seeing my brother on the bed and he was not in a good state. And that was yeah. that was a shock. And yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a moment I can lose my brother. But yeah. then, um, God, um, so what ended up happening was the doctor came in and was like, I have no idea how you're alive. You should be dead or at yeah. least paraplegic because of where you yeah. were stabbed. But you're absolutely yeah. fine. It's only yeah. scars. So if you ever see my brother, he has scars on his face and his hands and his arms and legs. Yeah. He's absolutely fine. He's still working, absolutely and incredible. his testimony in, in the um, in the yeah. ambulance was like he was just saying, "God, like I know what I've done wrong, but please give me mercy. Like, yeah. give me another chance, and I'll use my life for you." And he felt God breathe wow. into him, 
and so that was one of the examples of like which really reinvigorated me yeah. like okay god is real <laughs> like, god yeah, is not yeah. god god is real he cares about us he sees everything yeah. that's going on he's a healer he's yeah. a provider and so that's one example there's loads of other examples and then yeah. i think because of those external things um yeah. even in my walking what i was struggling with i always felt that was i mean even though i felt hopelessness in moments mm. it ended up with me actually there is hope. Well, you know it's so true in that like you know, in the Bible, there's a lot about, you know, God doubling, you know, giving double for your trouble, that whatever you sort of go through, you always get double. Mm. Um, and I've seen that in my life personally, and you've definitely seen it in yours. And mm. um, yeah, it's so inspiring that, you know, what you've been through and what you've seen, mm. um, you know, what, how does that sort of, um, I guess, how does that inspire you or like motivate you now, like all that you've sort of gone through? Do you find like it makes you more motivated in your career and in your in your sort of like aspirations for your future, do you think? Um, so, sorry, can you repeat the question again, sorry? Um, sort of you, what you've been through and what you've experienced, does that motivate you more in your career, do you think? Um, Actually, Surprisingly, no. Um, I think I was just sharing with you before the podcast. Uh, I'm just going through a period of time where I'm kind of reprioritizing. God's kind of challenging me, like what my priorities are. And for the longest time, my achievements and like work have been a huge priority. And I feel totally challenged right now. God's given me an amazing testimony. God is God, and He's He's been graceful in that I He's given me faith that I believe that I believe in Jesus and I'm now a child of God. And it's challenging me, like, am I, what am I doing? Am I, mm. am I sharing the gospel? And I love my work and I love the fact that God's given me this heart for design and for yeah. um, solving problems. And I will continue to do it because I believe it's from God. Mm. But um, it doesn't, now with, like, my story, I feel like what I've experienced sometimes is some, is separate from yeah. my, my career. Yeah. And so I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I don't know how mm. the two fit. And I want them to fit more. Um, I don't know whether it means that I have a ministry and I have my career. I don't really know. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is like kind of self-searching, but like asking God and praying mm-hmm. for wisdom and clarity. But I definitely feel there's power in sharing more about what mm-hmm. you've experienced. My, bro- my brother's recently started sharing with young people. He's like created a film and gone into schools oh, to share yeah. with young people. And I feel really yeah. encouraged to do that. Something. I think like it that, is, like, you know, story. I think, you know, your story is so inspiring. And I think, you know, as a society i think you know people don't open up enough there is definitely a sort of almost you know sometimes when you go through things you do feel very much alone in what you go through and if you know if there was more sort of outward speakingness and more being like hey you know your story is actually something to be celebrated and you know what i'm also going through the same thing like i know someone who's you know gone through something but you know what take heart in that like god is good and you will overcome that so I think that's so interesting that you sort of um mention that um and I think you know what would you sort of say is the I guess you know you were mentioning about having a almost like a balance um between your work life and your spiritual life or you know having a balance and things how would you say you try and maintain that or what are you learning at the moment because you mentioned you went through a period of like you know work 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 and you know I presume with having your own business it can be so easy to be like 
or maybe everyone else is working all the time do I do mm. that how do you sort of you know set limits or boundaries um in short sabbath like the concept of sabbath I yeah. love it I love it I are you sort of quite strict do you stick with Sunday only like or is it any day of the week for you um I'm 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 trying I'm basically not trying to be legalistic I know I know Sabbath I think Sabbath should be I mean if you're going by the Jewish tradition it's like Friday evening till mm. Saturday evening if it's like like the Christian I think it's Sundays, Sundays yeah. but for me it's just the idea of like one day a week not yeah. actually working like having no for me like kind of disengaging from work mm. and what that meant is there's a lot of times I'm like I want to work I feel like I need to because. 101 things to do and it's not going to get done if I don't do it but God's kind of encouraged me to say stop and rest and what that meant means is basically rest in him and it's it's basically like trusting in God's provision and I'm telling you it works like there's moments there's been so many moments where I've been nervous and worried about things and God said just said rest like take the weekend off Rest, it seems so counter culture yeah, to our like totally culture and especially London as well. It's yeah, like totally. the, almost like the culture is the more you work, the more money you get, the more fulfilled almost you are. Yeah. Like, which is so like the opposite of always what God tells you to do. Mm, yeah, and so yeah, mm. totally agree. It's yeah. totally counter. And uh, I've been I've spoken to some people who don't who don't go by that, and mm. I'm just I, I always say like even though they're not religious, like, just take a day, like, please, yeah, don't yeah. continue, don't try and work, I've done it before, and you just burn out, it's not, yeah. it's not worth it, and your, Definitely. your well-being, your, um, your, um, yeah, I mean, your well-being, and how, how you're doing in life, and, like, your emotional, and personal life is way more important than, like, the things you achieve, like, when you pass away, I'm sorry to be more, but if you pass away, yeah. people will remember you more, for how you were as a person, your interpersonal, yeah, um, so life, true. than your achievements, yeah. Yeah. I think. That so, is so true, so true. But yeah, so I, I keep on, yeah. I think the concept of rest, so for me that's, on weekend, yeah, sure, I, I don't really, I try not to work, I try and spend more time, whether it's time with friends and family, or just <laughs> not doing anything, I'm just turning off. And Netflix then, and chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need or, that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, even in days, like, God's really ch- um, encouraging me to just slow down, because sometimes I'm like, really, past me, it's got to get stuff done, and in that sense of, like, worry and, oh man, stress. But sometimes it's like, no, chill out. Like, yeah. just trust yeah. me. Like, basically, yeah, just trust me. That's what God yeah. wants. Like, I guess a lot of... It is a scary thing. It is definitely a scary thing. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's amazing the stuff it does do in your life, though, rest. Because you yeah. come back and you have a clear mind yeah. and you're like, no, I can do things that are much better now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. And um, I guess sort of moving forward, um, what would you say are your sort of aspirations in the future in terms of, you know, growing as a person, growing your faith? Mm. Um, yeah, what dreams do you see? Um, my aspirations, I, I mean, I'm going to just continue walking with God. I think I was having a conversation with the, uh, mm. or praying or a conversation with him earlier, just saying that I feel like I'm just not going to go anywhere. Like, I think God's just done too much in my life for me to ignore. I can't walk away now. I feel like I can't turn around and be like, God doesn't exist. Cause I'd be like, I'm, there's yeah. too much proof. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to continue walking with him, continue praying. And um, I think being surrounded by good people, mm-hmm. people who love God and um, really inc- like iron sharpened iron, iron sharpened. Yeah, that's it. Iron yeah, sharpens iron. iron. Sharpens 
I don't really know. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of big up your grandma. Yeah. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that and really being encouraged and growing in confidence, like so faith in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season I'm in right now is really trying to get to grips with the gospel. I think um, yeah. um, I'm actually doing a, a devotional with a friend mm-hmm. and we're delving into that and we're realising being brought up in a Christian culture there's a lot of I say Christians so that is kind of cultural things we've been taught about yeah. the Bible about Jesus about uh, the gospel that aren't actually true or quite are not necessarily the truth yeah. and so for me I'm going and struggling back like, okay cool what does the Bible actually say so yeah. listening to the yeah. gospel and really allowing it to resonate and even today I had the moment of like I didn't I just realized what God wants of us yeah. is actually just to love one another like the yeah. main message yeah. is love one another and yeah, it comes in different so things which is you know doing this and yeah. serving xyz yeah. but that seems to be the crux and believing yeah. in jesus yeah. and so it's super challenging and it makes me feel yeah. that it doesn't really matter what i do um in terms of my career or wherever i end up in the world yeah. but i just got to continue to do that so that's really where i am right now and it's hard i'm not gonna lie i can't i feel yeah, like it's something definitely. that i can't do on my own i think that's what i think god wants us yeah. to yeah. to um to to depend on him in terms of asking for the Holy Spirit for help yeah. in loving people and genuinely loving people like Jesus does for us. So that's where I am right now. And I think, I guess that's what, what I always want. Like, I think you can, as you grow in your faith, sometimes you can make it super complicated. Yeah. But I think God is so simple in that. Just yeah. love people. And so I don't really want to go too far from yeah. that. But um, I think right now I'm in the moment, in, in the phase of like, yeah. kind of uh, getting away getting rid of false or not not quite true things and yeah. asking God to renew my mind and like move me towards like what is true I think so that's where I am right now like just mm. continue to delve into it so as I'm going to Christmas break I'm going to take some time yeah. out yeah. to really just Definitely. spend time in the word and ask God for more clarity but also give him opportunity and help me to actually go and actively love people and what that looks like as well and I, I hope that I can see that um and I know that actually it will flow into my work and yes. what I do and yeah. God will show me and give me clarity as to how I work and what I believe, how they can be put together. Put together. Um, and yeah, as I grow a team, etc. And um, what other things God wants me to do with the skills he's given me. So that's what I think will happen. Well, I think it's so exciting to hear what, you know, what you're, where you've sort of started and where you're going. Mm-hmm. And where your business is growing and it's a really incredible story and I think on a final note like what bit of scripture do you think keeps you going or can you share like maybe your favorite verse or mm. something that you really like I guess oh man <laughs> <That's hard question. laughs> best or last <laughs> mm. oh oh that oh wait <laughs> um it doesn't maybe have to be a verse or just something you live by, maybe. Okay, it's not necessarily something I, I live by, but this is something that has struck me recently. Mm. And a lot of the times, we when we face hardships, um, we're quite, we look and we're like, oh, I, we're in this moment, we don't know how to get out of it. And um, I was at church and my pastor referred to, I think it was Revelations 21, and it's talking about the new Jerusalem, it's talking about the new earth that God creates. And he's saying, like, in this new earth, this is completely paraphrasing, please go and read it. Um, <laughs> but it's basically like, there'll be no no weeping and no tears, and yeah. we'll, it'll be just amazing. 
And so reading that, it just gives me so much joy and it just reminds me of like, we're gonna we, we're gonna face hardships at the end of the day, but God is actually one. Like if you read that, it shows that the devil is defeated and Jesus, God is reigns and he is like he is sovereign and he's dealt with it. And so that is total hope and just remembering like who's in charge and who has the power. And so it's just reminding myself when those moments come and they do come, um, that God is God is taking care of it and like there is hope, there's actual hope and it's here to and it will happen. And so I think I'm just trying to continue to hold on to that when I feel down, um, when things are throwing in my path that I don't expect as well. Just hold on to that hope and that that um that truth that actually God yeah. God is victorious, victorious yeah. in the end. Amazing. Yeah. Oh wow, it's been so good yeah, to talk to you. Yeah, and um yeah, if you guys wanna keep up to date with Naya's journey, definitely follow her on her Instagram, which is at uh, Wait, uh, what was your name? <laughs> it's, it's nine. So N I N I S I M ninety five. Yeah, but then uh, your compact K. Yeah, do you have, do you have, is it an Instagram for compact? So there is an Instagram, but it's better on Twitter actually. Oh, okay, so what's your Twitter? So I mean, they're all they're all compact K in one word. Okay. So compact and then K. And your website is www.compactkane.com or niasimpson.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, my name is spelled N-I-A as well. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely stay up to date with Naya's journey. And it's been so lovely to yeah. talk to Naya and I hope this has encouraged you guys as well. <laughs> Bye.